That was the Linda Lindas with Racist Sexist Boy, and before that, No Clue. And again, this is from a performance, LA Public Library, and we'll share a link to the video on our website. Okay, much more to get to. Uh, this is from a, a news source I hadn't seen before. It's Tribune of the People, which is a revolutionary news service, and you can find it at tribuneofthepeople.news. And this is an article from May 23rd, 2021. Rallies, marches, and solidarity with heroic Palestinian resistance across the U.S. And I think it's important to share this because a lot of these stories don't make it to mainstream and corporate media. And so I wanted to share this as well. All right. This is by Dimitri Sanz. Uh, hundreds booed U.S. President Joe Biden when he visited Dearborn, Michigan, as part of a mass worldwide protest. As part of mass worldwide protest this week in solidarity with the Palestinian people and against U.S. imperialism for its role in Israel's crimes, thousands more mobilized in U.S. cities to celebrate Palestinian resistance and to condemn the Israeli murder of over 200 Palestinians, including dozens of children. Despite the ceasefire agreement between Hamas and the Israeli government, protests continued through this weekend, and more are scheduled in the days to come. Uh, some of excuse me. <coughs> some of the largest rallies and marches took place on Saturday, May fifteenth, the seventy third anniversary of the Nakba, the catastrophe which marks the date when the displacement of Palestinians began in full as the Zionist State of Israel accelerated its campaign of genocide upon its formation. Many of these solitary events saw protesters of all ages and various backgrounds demonstrating. Uh, the broad support for the Palestinian cause within the U.S. People in the U.S. have loudly echoed the call of the people worldwide standing with Palestinians in militant resistance to Zionist colonialism and U.S. imperialism. In Los Angeles, thousands marched through the streets on Saturday, at one point blocking traffic on Freeway 405. The police response, one attendee told Tribune, was comparable to that of the May uprisings last year, with officers deploying riot gear, sound cannons, and almost running numerous protesters over with vehicles. Later in the week, hundreds of protests at the Israeli consulate in West Los Angeles, chanting, Free, Free Palestine. In Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, hundreds protested at Israel's U.S. Embassy. In Boston last weekend, protesters disrupted traffic, marching to the area's Israeli consulate, where they unfurled a large banner that read, Free Palestine. Other large protests took place in New York, Philadelphia, Sacramento, New Orleans, Houston, and more. Uh, New York saw clashes between Palestinian solidarity protesters and supporters of Zionism. In one incident, a supporter of Israel chased after a young child who snatched the Israeli flag out of his hands, but the man was beaten back by Palestine supporters who defended the child. New York police targeted the pro-Palestine demonstrators for arrest rather than the pro-Israel demonstrator. When faced with state troopers at the Texas state capitol, hundreds of protesters in Austin chanted, there is only one solution, ooh, uh, inf intifada revolution. The rally, which began on the sidewalk, was too large to be contained and spilled un into the streets, turning into an unpermitted march through downtown Austin. One Austin protester held a portrait of Palestinian political prisoner George Abdallah. Speakers called for overthrowing U.S. imperialism and uniting all resistance struggles with the, cl with the class struggle. I think this time, as hard as it seems for people in Gaza and Jerusalem, is really promising, said an attendee of the Austin rally who grew up in Gaza. If all Palestinians unite and fight together, then we will finally be on the right track. It is always right for us to be in resistance. We have a video as well. Uh, in Charlotte, at a rally of a few hundred people, one speaker called for solidarity between the movement for black lives in the U.S. and the Palestinian rebellion. 
thousands demonstrated in San Francisco in front of the Israeli consulate at a pro-Palestine protest in Fresno. Zionist counter-protesters were ran out and Israeli flags were burned. Um, the Kansas City Sister Cities International Bridge lined with flags from countries around the world. Protesters tore down an Israeli flag and replaced it with a Palestinian flag to the cheers of the crowd. Uh, other protests were held in Pittsburgh and Orlando. In Pittsburgh, the protests initiated at East Liberty Presbyterian Church and marched towards the Carnegie Mellon University, where protesters condemned the university's collaboration with the Israeli Defense Forces. On Saturday, there were demonstrations in Portland, Tulsa, and other cities, with more solidarity demonstrations expected in the coming days. Um, a lot more photos in this article as well. Wow. Whew. Okay. I'm going to take a deep breath here. That's a lot. I'm just wanting to share what was happening, what's been happening around the country. Oh, goodness. And also on the episode of the show, I believe last week or the week before, we also shared some events and ways uh, in which uh, Jewish communities in the U.S. were showing solidarity with Palestinians. And there's a couple of orgs that folks can donate to and support. Um, so I wanted to, to share that as well. And yes, there are Jewish-led actions against apartheid, and as well as a debrief and open organizing call that happened. So I wanted to share those links. And this is from uh, ifnotnowmovement.org. Well, let's finish this for peace. Speaking of colonialism, I uh, wanted to share, this is a brief abstract. Sometimes we go kind of, everything's connected, definitely believe that, and also wanted to share just a bit of history as well, because that's very informative to what's going on right now. And this is from a magazine called uh, Science Advances, which I don't believe I've necessarily read from before, but did want to share at least the abstract of this article that came out on May 19th of this year. Large-scale reptile extinctions following European colonization of the Guadalupe Islands. Guadalupe Islands. This is uh, from Corentin Ochitan, Emmanuel Paradis, Salvador Elon, Sandrine Ruard, uh, Ivan Einick, and and uh, and many more authors. Okay, uh, Lenoble, uh, Olivier Lorvelec. And Tresset and Nicole Woven. I hope uh, I'm speaking names correctly. And the abstract from this article large scale extinction is one of the defining challenges of our time as human processes fundamentally and irreversibly reshape global ecosystems, while the extinction of large animals with popular appeal garners widespread public and research, uh, research interest. The importance of smaller, less charismatic species to ecosystem health is increasingly recognized. Benefiting from systemically, uh, systematically collected fossil and archaeological archives, we examined snake and lizard extinctions in the Guadalupe Islands of the Caribbean study of the Caribbean. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I get to that point <laughs> after an hour where sometimes the words run into each other, so I'm going to take my time here. A study of about... 43,000 bone remains across six islands revealed a massive extinction of 50 to 70% of Guadalupe's snakes and lizards following European colonization. In contrast, earlier indigenous populations coexisted with snakes and lizards for thousands of years without affecting their diversity. 
study of archaeological remains provides insights into the causes of snake and lizard extinctions and shows that failure to consider fossil-derived data probably contributes to substantial underestimation of human impacts to global biodiversity. Wow. And then there's a whole article here um, with a lot more information. So if you're interested in reading more, you can go to the Science Advances website. And again, we will post a link on our website. Wow. Whew. That's a lot. I'm going to take a, a breath for a moment. Um, and I wanted to share a video, or the audio from a video, certainly. It's from the Gravel Institute. I recommend following them on Twitter. You can follow them at Gravel Institute. Also, I'm on Twitter. And I do a lot of uh, shared tweets on there. So feel free to follow me on there as well. R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. -E so this is a video called, um, is, uh, excuse me, is Uber scamming you? I think a lot of us know the answer to that. Personally, I think I've maybe written in one Uber in my, or two my entire life, and that's when someone else has ordered them. And it's just a shame. It's all about, uh, you know, public transportation, and accessible transportation, walking and biking. Oh, just, uh, okay. So I'm going to play the audio from this video. I'll leave my mic on in case I need to describe any of the visual images. Hopefully should be included here in the uh, in the audio. Among the pantheon of corporations that have emerged out of Silicon Valley, Uber occupies a special place. Companies worth a hundred billion dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of trips and deliveries have been booked using its And I want to share the uh, speaker's name. And this is Edward. Ungweso Jr., who's a staff writer at Vice. Trips and deliveries have been booked using its app. That's tens of billions of dollars in revenue. Uber is everywhere, and the narrative of Uber is also everywhere. It says that Uber is innovative, that it can disrupt the taxi industry, it can make money doing it, and that it can offer flexibility and opportunity to its army of drivers. Everybody wins. One problem. None of that is true. Let's start with one basic fact. For a company so prominent, there's something very strange. Uber has never, not once, earned a single profit. You might be confused. How can it be that such a large company, with such a popular service, simply never made money? When you find out the answer, you discover something important. You discover that Uber is fundamentally a scam, a company that exists to scam its investors, users, and most importantly, scam its workers. Despite everything you might hear, Uber is not a technology company. While the company may brag about its sophisticated algorithm, in reality, Uber is just another taxi. There's nothing fundamentally more efficient about Uber than there was with your local taxi driver. The business is the same. There's no real way to innovate someone driving someone or something from point A to point B. Using an app to match riders with drivers is so simple that local taxi companies do the same thing. In fact, Uber is less efficient than taxi companies. Most normal taxi companies don't spend huge amounts on marketing, or lobbying, or corporate headquarters. They don't pay their CEO $45 million a year. Uber has higher costs than traditional taxi operators in every category except fuel. But why is Uber everywhere while taxi companies go out of business? It all goes back to Uber's master plan. First, with massive amounts of money from venture capitalists, Uber subsidized significantly cheaper rides than what taxi companies could offer. 
attract customers away from it. Then, after years of undercutting competitors and driving them to bankruptcy, resulting in a wave of suicides by cab drivers, Uber established near monopolies in local markets. Now, Uber is often the default way to get around if you don't have a car. And once Uber has eradicated its competition, it can make itself profitable at the expense of users and drivers, raising its fares to what taxis offered or higher, while pushing down drivers' wages. investors cannot earn returns on the money they invest, not achieving levels of market dominance that would allow them to exploit anti-competitive market conditions. So that does not include productivity or efficiency subsidizing its size, venture capital firms can go from build a monopoly and do whatever it wants. Users who buy Uber have the money. No one is getting it worse than Uber workers. So, Uber relies on service to its customers that is independent of the competitor in its market. It says that because drivers can choose what work to accept and for how long, it's fully independent. And most of Uber's workers drive hard cars. This can be relatively little driving, and 90% of all drivers are women. The majority of Uber's labor is done by smaller groups of workers who drive three times more the country. Who are these drivers? Just like New York, the vast majority are immigrants. In places like India, Bangladesh, margins of our society. Uber's always been clear about one thing. It does not care about its drivers. Compliance centers where drivers register with the are not even allowed to enter the service. Back when Uber was talking about how it was unprofitable, clearly they wanted to get rid of its drivers entirely Uber's technology was so bad that after burning billions of dollars, it had to be removed. So for now, Uber is stuck with its drivers. Third to demonstrate its profitability. Whenever Uber increased its margins of Uber drivers were regularly less than driver earns a little over $9 an hour, about 50% less than what taxi drivers make in Uber. In fact, half of Uber drivers are black or low job grade. 20% of them have to use a home to work. Unable to afford a home, some drivers even have cars. Drivers, nothing to their name, laugh and play for a car rental promoted by Uber. Garnish your wages and trade it off with Uber. One study from Georgetown found that a falling into Some ended up earning less than $5 an hour. Because its drivers were technically independent contractors, Uber can avoid pesky requirements like minimum wages, health insurance, and Drivers can't unionize to bargain for better conditions. Uber has all the power. California tried to classify drivers as employees. Uber spent hundreds of millions of dollars on a campaign to overturn the election. 
Now it's complicated. What do you mean by Uber employee flexibility? Even though Uber talks about flexibility, that's not what drivers actually do. Drivers may not have physical bosses to move them around, but they're ruled by something even worse, algorithmic overthink that's more intrusive than any flesh and blood boss could ever be. Uber's only actual intention is to lame people like you and me. They're always watching, monitoring, driving behavior, calculating possible effects of the Functional, disciplined drivers fail this test every day. Fall below an arbitrary threshold for rating, Customer make a false report, fired. If that's the free option, Uber offers free flight from Paloma and the Wing, Disney cars, uh, to a five-star rating, park themselves in the sky. At the end of the day, Uber, like other gig not in technology, but in leading the war against labor and wage that other companies never thought possible. It oversees a pool of atomized, ultra-exploited labor rights its own regulations, and has done it all without earning a single cent of profit. Imagine what sort of world they'll need to start making profit. I'm Edward Anguasso Jr., staff writer advice for Barrel and Cap. Oof. A lot of information there. And we'll be posting links on our website. Just about Almost 1.30 here. Did want to get to a few more pieces of information. And again, just a drop in the bucket of what's out there. And this is from uh, Bay Attention Bay Area, San Francisco. Follow A Rock Bay Area and follow them at area and then blocktheboat.org mobilization against the state. Text your name to 181 block DIM. And that's 182-552-5946 for updates and calls to action. Call 415-863-2444 to get in touch and Palestine. And so more there. Again, we'll post a link on the website. Also, there have been quite a few anti-trans bills that folks have trying to pass across the country and wanted to share some clarifying information from uh, Chase Strangio, who is a lawyer and also shares a lot of information about this um, on a regular basis. So following Chase on Twitter is a great idea. Like to learn more. Twitter address handle is at Chase Strangio, and that's C A H C H A S E S T R A N G I O. Chase writes this is on May 22nd. I am seeing everywhere posts and headlines about Tennessee banning healthcare for trans youth. That is wrong. Please be careful with the info you are spreading in this very precarious time. Here is what happened Tennessee passed many laws targeting trans youth, including a ban on sports ban on restroom use, a mandate that businesses post signs if they allow trans people to use the restroom, and a law that unnecessarily codifies the standards of care for treating trans young people. But all the health care law does is say you cannot treat pre-pubertal young people with hormones to treat gender dysphoria. No, that is zero kids receive hormones pre-puberty for gender dysphoria already. So the law does nothing to disrupt existing care. It sends a message of disapproval. It scares kids and their families, but the only medical treatment provided for gender dysphoria is initiated at puberty, not before. So the law does not disrupt their care. The fact that people are saying the care is banned is terrifying people. Young people across the country are fearing for their well-being and 
we have to be discerning about what we share because people's lives and bodies are in deeply precarious positions. Arkansas has cut off care for trans youth, but Tennessee did not. Do all the media outlets writing these headlines for clicks, please stop. You're doing a terrible thing, making people scared and spreading misinformation. Breath. It's about 1.30. Uh, I think I want to get to at least a couple more uh, news articles here. Because it's a lot, and I don't mean to just keep on, A, running through all these because and without the time to just take a breath and let them sit. Um, and also, there's I recognize so much more that's happening. Again, here for a few hours a week, get to what we can, show the connections between everything, including people in positions of power who cause great harm to the rest of us and how we can push back against them. Um, also, there's a thread, I think, I think, yeah, the last thing I'm gonna get to before we play some music and, and uh, end up, because uh, it's just, wow, it's been a lot, it's been a lot. So this is from uh, Robert G. Reeve, who is a privacy tech worker. So I think the fact that so many of us use technology uh, as the Uber video mentioned, just or the anti-Uber video mentioned, uh, just uh, it's important just to understand what these tech companies are up to. So I wanted to share this thread that was on Twitter. Uh, and Robert writes, um, I'm going to also follow Robert on Twitter, at Robert G. Reeve. I'm back from a week at my mom's house, and now I'm getting ads for her toothpaste brand, the brand I've been putting in my mouth for a week. We never talked about this brand or Googled it or anything like that. As a privacy tech worker, let me explain why this is happening. First of all, your social media apps are not listening to you. This is a conspiracy theory. It's been debunked over and over again. But frankly, they don't need to because everything else you give them unthinkingly is way cheaper and more powerful. Way more powerful. Your apps collect a ton of data from your phone, your unique device ID, your location, your demographics. We know this. Okay. Data, data aggreg aggregators pay to pull in data from everywhere. When I use my discount card at the grocery store, every purchase, that's a data set for sale. They match uh, this person, Robert's uh, Harris Teeter purchases to his Twitter account. Um, because uh, he says, I gave both those companies my email address and phone number, and I agreed to all that data sharing and accepted those terms of service and the privacy policy. Here is where it gets truly nuts, though. Uh, this is written in first person from Robert. Uh, Robert says, if my phone is regularly in the same GPS location as another phone, they take note of that. They start reconstructing the web of people I'm in regular contact with. The advertisers can cross-reference my interests and browsing history and purchase history to those around me. It starts showing me different ads based on the people around me, family, friends, coworkers. It will serve me ads for things I don't want, but it knows someone I'm in regular contact with might want. To subliminally get me to start a conversation about, I don't know, fucking toothpaste. It never needed to listen to me for this. It's just comparing aggregated metadata. The other thing is this is just out there in the open. Tons of people report on this, it's just nobody cares. We have decided our privacy just isn't worth it. It's a losing battle. We've already given away too much of ourselves. This is an article from 
as fate. And quotes uh, an article, we spotted a senior official at the Department of Defense walking through the Women's March. His wife was also on the mall that day, something we discovered after tracking him to his home in Virginia. Times, uh, 12 million phones, one data set, zero privacy. So they know my mom's toothpaste, they know I was at my mom's, they know my Twitter. Now I get Twitter ads for my mom's toothpaste. Your data isn't just about you. It's about how it can be used against every person you know and people you don't. Fate behavior unconscious. Apple's latest updates let you block apps tracking and Facebook is mad. They're begging you to just press accept and go back to business as usual. Block the fuck out of every app's ads. It's not just about you. Your data reshapes the internet article from Vox.com on why Facebook and Apple are fighting over your privacy. The internet is never going to be the wacky place it was when I had a live journal and people shared protein gifts in the form of YTMNDs. Big business has come to suck the joy and your dollars out of it. At least make it hard for them. Oh, and this is uh, Robert's uh, Twitter high score. If you like D&D, okay. That's uh, the link Robert's so yeah, yikes! There's a lot there. Your goal posted. I I try to end the show usually on some optimism, but wow, it's hard. It's hard to, yikes. Um, I think uh, check out our website weeklyrep.org. Lots of upcoming events and ways to take action. Cause yeah, things are terrifying and also so many ways that folks can show up. So I'm gonna play some Linda Lindas, and I think that's gonna be it for us today. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. I did a lot of talking. Wow. All right. Uh, thanks again to Val for, for having the time to, to chat. And uh, we'll be back next week. And we'll end up the show with a couple of uh, Linda Linda songs, and these are some covers. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Oh, I should, you know, hi, uh, promote the Patreon. There are some shows, some podcasts out there that have uh, engineers and producers and advertisers, and this is a very much... Uh, DIY project here. I've been doing it now for almost eight years. So if you were touched, learned anything on the show today and or <laughs> like the music, anything at all, I'm going to support the show. Please, you know, spread the word. This is available on multiple streaming uh, uh, mediums. <laughs> we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, also on FM Player other apps out there mutiny radio has a has an app of its own and also there's a plenty of other great shows here at mutiny radio so please do check out the website and if you'd like to donate to the show that would be super helpful we have a patreon up you can find it at our page at weeklyrev.org or go to patreon.com forward slash weeklyrev and big thanks to all the folks who chip in on a monthly basis uh it makes uh, it makes it so much easier to be able to come in here and share these this news with you all so thanks again and we'll be back next week. Whew. A deep breath. Uh, have a great week, everyone.
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead parasols? Oh, shoot. Time from time, I would like to be funny. You know, if you go to joke workshops, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dear, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang snabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're a host. Huge. Uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast That's all I've always Right. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's every Sunday p.m. Yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Oh, Uh, Let's watch full length. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I told you. Can I see? Jesus. I am Eddie. Eddie White. Henry. Charlie here. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. Major's accusation, Henry, I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude's mine, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy. No matter what you're into, make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Weekly Review with Roman every Friday. Unapologetic weekend on Capitalist programs, organizers, activists. Talk about ways you can take action right now.
Capping. My name is Breckfish, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent vow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion, and are passion, who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born, I say to you I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact I know it best when I say to you, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Mr. Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Luffy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and files and files of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Fantastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off. For <laughs> it's in booty days. And if you can't make it to Rooney Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage in the mountains or the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcasts.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse. With a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. You laugh off your old tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs>
watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio.
All right, folks, flat black plastic. If you're in the neighborhood, come in here and see the new art, the new paintings. Why does it sound so quiet? Is it really supposed to sound this quiet? Does it sound quiet? Responsibility For me, the day has become an excuse. Letters to Ziola. How great it would be if the sun lost all responsibility and left us here. For me, the day has become an excuse. But I too have found a way of not waking up. I've been asleep now for days and days and days. I feel as if I'm sitting in an open box car and it's heading out of town. It looks like the inside of a prison cell. I'm scared. And I'm excited. My days and my dreams have never known each other so well. In the course of my day, I have no idea where I'm going. But in my dreams, no matter where I end up, soon as sleep rolls over me, I sneak out and head downtown. My dreams allow me to cheat. My dreams punish me. They're so vivid. I see pictures so clear, it would be forgery to paint them. I hear songs as clear as a summer radio. Songs that pass the time as the boxcar heads south. I woke up in the late afternoon. On a day like this, I wonder if you age less because you didn't use all of it. You see, if that's so, then you should be able to live twice as long as anyone else just by waking up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Turn on the late afternoon TV. There's all the career school commercials, drug addict, and alcohol rehabilitation commercials I think to myself gee I'd like to have a drink and get high and the phone rings but I don't answer I don't care who it is 
die anything I want to talk about. I remember when you used to come. Remember? They always say, oh, we're going to be famous. Yeah, that's how you'd always end the conversation. It's an inspirational message. It was okay between the two of us. It's funny, you know, but inspirational messages always seem most possible when you're totally wasted. What do I need? What is going to bring me around? It's not listening to ex-drug addicts. I know for a fact all drug addicts are liars. I get off on athletes when they start getting all inspirational. Then they gotta go and mention Jesus and ruin it. Weight loss commercials are pretty good, you know. Some 40-year-old lady who's lost 85 pounds. And I look at her and I think she could not possibly have more guts than I do. Books. The Bible's never really done it for me. You know, being an extremist, I've always thought it was just too popular. There's a paper in Los Angeles called The Recycler. The Recycler has given me a lot of inspiration. I remember when I first moved here and the determination that I had to get a job and find a band, get an apartment. You know, if only I had a cool apartment. I'll save every penny and I'll buy myself some equipment. Always just two or three steps behind happiness. It's too bad they don't do centerfolds or cover stories. They'd kind of like to be on the cover of the recycler. I had no friends at the time. All my friends now are drug addicts. I don't believe that I would ever wish that I had no friends. You never met Bernice or Alfred. There are a couple that have been through thick and are now very thin. Bernice is usually in a better mood than I am when I see her. She lives on the street. She's an adorable Mexican girl. She seems like if you were to take her home and scrub her up, she'd probably start singing and <laughs> become America's sweetheart. Alfred sits on the curb and reads. He reads more than I do. I'd like to believe it's because he's got more time. Last dream I had, I drove downtown and I just stayed there. Hung out with Alfred. Both sat on the curb, talking all sour over current events, while 
can see the only difference is that right now we're making our rent. I remember something about Boxcar. Inside of it was something on the wall. Bernice loves Alfred. Hey, I got another one for you. All men are created with equal time. Father time has got to be the richest make-believe individual that never lived. A man that knows what to do with his time is a man, I guess, that's up in the front of the line. In the course of a day, a man can make three phone calls and make $3,000. Another man can curl up his bicep for three hours and he can puff up his arm three inches. And another man can stand on the corner chasing down cars for three hours and end up with three spoons credit with Kiko. Me, I spend days on end trying to come up with a three-minute poem that's going to mean something to somebody.
just don't fall Point on Mr. Dennis, man, because you will not ever dress like me.
sun's going down like a big bald head, disappearing behind the boulevard. It's Sharky's night. Yeah. It's Sharky's night tonight. And the manager says, Sharky, he's not at his desk right now. Could I take a message? Sharky says, hey, Kamasabe, long time no see. He says, hey, sport, you connect the dots. You pick up the pieces. He says, you know, I can see two tiny pictures of myself, and there's one in each of your eyes. And they're doing everything I do. Every time I light a cigarette, they light up there. I take a drink, and I look again, and they're drinking too. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts. And Sharky says, hey, what's that big noise from the sky? Sounds like thunder. Nope. Sounds like the 4th of July. Nope. Wrong again. He says it's just those angels walking. They're clomping around again. Wearing those big clumsy shoes we got for them. And Sharky says, well, I was out in my corridor with a top down. And I looked up and there they were. Millions of tiny teardrops. Just sort of hanging there. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, and I said to myself, what next, big sky? And Sharky says, well, I drove down to Big D.C., and I walked in the room 1003, and there they were, the big boys. Yeah. Listen. They were singing Big D, little O, little M, silent B. They were saying, let's teach those robots how to play hardball. Let's teach those little fellas a little gratitude. On guitar, Ricky, Ricky. On drums, Keith. On tambourine and vocals, Sin. On Farfisa and vocals, Hank. Hey. 
heard that um, in New York, when the lights went out this past, I guess it was uh, summer, that when all the lights went out, all the strobe lights in New York went out at the same time, and nobody had a strobe light. So, so this leads to our next song, Strobe Light. And if anybody has a strobe light, we need to borrow one sometimes to check with us there. We've been trying to get one, but we can't. Nobody seems to have one Or a lava light. Or lobster lighting. Oh, were there any questions? When are we going to call up who?
a horse. Ah, but everything is spinning. And if I use a gun, I'm sure to go to prison. I'm stubborn as a mule, and nobody breaks my rules. Hope nothing comes my way. pair of shoulders I got a love you can't imagine yeah and what I got I double I swear I'm keeping out of trouble I'm looking for one new value I'm looking for one new value but nothing comes my way Is that you, Modine? Is that you, uh, Modine? Thank you. If anybody does have a strobe light, they can start flickering it. I want you to lay on the floor. 
but tonight's the night. goes to my head everything I see is red baby when I kiss your hair I feel electricity in the air I'm gonna kiss your eyes then I'm gonna kiss your neck Kiss your stomach. Then I kiss your pineapple. Tonight's the night for love under the light.
we're gonna have a real good time together. We're gonna have a real good time together. We're gonna dance and ball and shout together. Na 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 We're gonna have a real good time together. We're gonna have a, a real good time together. We're gonna dance and ball and shout together. Oh baby, please. We're gonna have a, a real good time together. Na 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 na.
Mahomes. What riot? I want a riot. What riot? A riot on Mahomes. Black men got a lot of problems, but they don't mind throwing a brick. White people go to school, but they teach you how to be thick. Everybody does. Just what it's all to. Nobody wants. Go to jail.